Hallelujah. Well, turn in your Bible tonight to the book of John. John chapter 15. Let's pray. Let's release our faith. Father, tonight, as we study your word, we thank you for illumination from the scriptures. We thank you, Lord, that in our hearts, Lord, we purpose not just to be forgetful hearers, but to be doers of the word. Lord, as we are doers, we become recipients of all your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. So John chapter 15 and verse 7. Jesus speaking says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Studying this passage of Scripture, Jesus is telling us, <clears throat> if you notice, the word you is in there some five different times. So one of the things we have to realize in life is that answered prayer is more dependent on us than it is God. A lot of people think, well, I'm just leaving it up to the Lord, whatever the Lord wants. Well, you'll, you'll have something, and it, it's uh, something that the devil will desires for you, and it's nothing. But he says, if you abide in me and my word. So how do we abide in him? Well, we get born again, but we also spend time in his presence. We spend time fellowshipping with him, and then also we let his words abide in us. That's where a lot of believers they, they fellowship with the Lord, but they don't have his word abiding in them. One minister said this, the, the, he says that when, you, when you're constantly in the word and you're, you're abiding in there, he said that word talks to you. And so when you do that, Jesus promises, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. People won't answer to their prayers. And one of the things that we have to do when we pray is confidently expect an answer. If you're not expecting an answer, then why are you praying? And so, you know, a lot of believers are not praying with confidence because they're praying in the dark. What do I mean? They don't have the illumination of the word. They don't have the light of the word in their life. They're not sure about the will of God. So there's no confidence that God is going to answer their prayer. I like what F.F. Um, F. Bosworth, the author of Christ the Healer, said this. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Why? Because the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I want to share tonight, and we may do this in just a couple, um, take two weeks to do it, we'll just see how far we get. But I want to um, share tonight about seven steps to answered prayer. Seven steps to answered prayer. How many want answers to their prayer? Hallelujah. And so number one, you can turn over to James chapter one. Number one, be specific. Be specific. Now, some of these things are not like, 
earth-shattering things, but it will change your life. It'll definitely change your life. James 1, verse 6 says this. Well, look at verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And then I love this here. I have it kind of bracketed off in my Bible. It says this, that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. I've got little brackets around there because to me that's like, that's information about our Father. Let him ask God. Who is this God? He gives to all men liberally and upbraids not. And what? It shall be given him. So if you need wisdom, what do you do? You ask of God, and the Bible tells us that he will give it to us. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the man who wavers, the man who's double-minded, that duo, double-minded. Don't let him think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So, number one is this. Be specific. You know, a lot of times we, we have to understand there's many different kinds of prayers. And so there's, there is a prayer that many times we just pray to fellowship with the Lord. And so many times um, we just wait on the Lord. Maybe it's a prayer of consecration, a prayer of worship. But we need each kind of prayer. But if we're not careful, we'll take those same um, rules, so to speak, and try to um, apply it in every area of our life. But there's, there's times when we just wait on the Lord, we're not asking Him for anything. You know, we do need times like that, where we're just fellowshipping with God. I heard a minister say this one time, that he was just praying and just, he said he envisioned himself just in his mind's eye, just praying, being right before the throne of God. And the Father was there and said, Son, what is it you need? He said, Lord, there, there's really, all my needs are met. I really don't have anything that you've blessed me, and I, I really don't need anything. I'm healed. But I just wanted to come and hang out around the throne. He said the father's, the father's voice just got real tender. and said, oh, son, how I long for my children just to come and just spend time with me. And I believe that's what, you know, that's, and that's what satisfies our heart, is just fellowship. The Bible says that um, we were called unto the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. If you read the whole book of 1 John, the whole theme of the book is about, it talks about love, but also fellowship. I believe it's verse 3. It says, that which we have seen and heard and declared unto you, and he's talking about having fellowship with the Father, with His Son, Jesus Christ. And so, in the, in the, um, to get our, our, our prayers answered, number one, be specific. So what does that mean? I'm going to have a definite request. 
You know, a lot of people are just too general with the Lord. Well, the Lord knows what I need. Well, do you know what you need? Well, you need to voice that. Lord, I need this. Okay, good. Be specific. Why? Because if you're going to ask God for something, you need to be specific. Well, you know, just um, it's just one of those unwritten or unspoken requests. Well, if it's unspoken, it's unanswered. <clears throat> you know, well, just don't, um, it's just unspoken. Just pray for me. It's unspoken. Well, how do I know what to pray? I mean, I can just pray in the Spirit for you. But you in your own life need to have a specific prayer. So, <clears throat> you know, even, even as we go from this place tonight, I want you to write things down that you're specifically needing from the Lord. Be specific and say, Lord, I need this, this, and the, you know, it's not going to make God fall off the throne. <laughs> so you, one of the things that we want to do is, is be specific and pray specifically. I heard a minister say this one time. He was, um, had the Lord deal with him and said this, if you'll be more selective, then you'll become more effective. If you'll be more selective, you'll be more effective. Why? Because sometimes you can have too many irons in the fire. You can have too many things going on, and uh, you need to just concentrate on one thing. Hallelujah. So decide what you want from God and be definite about it. So, so once you're specific, though, this is what I want. Number two, find scriptures that promise the answer you need. Now, this is where a lot of people miss it right here. Why? Because what do they do? Maybe they get specific about it, but then they just pray about it. Lord, if you want me to have this, then just move this mountain. Lord, if you want this to happen, then, you know, they... They're, they're moved more by circumstance and they're led by circumstance, even as we preached last week. People are moved more by circumstance. And so if the answer comes through a circumstance and they believe that God heard them, they believe that it's the will of God. Look over at Joshua chapter 1. Very familiar passage. But this is the Lord Talking to Joshua, uh, Moses has just departed the scene. How many know that's a daunting task to fill the, the shoes of Moses? But Joshua chapter 1, look in verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous. So this was the Lord is talking to Joshua in this passage. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. 
So this is, this is the instructions for us today. How, how are you going to be successful? By being a doer of the word, by meditating in the word of God. What is the word meditate? You know, it's not just folding your legs and sitting and going, hum, hum. You know, meditate means to, to mutter. It means to talk to yourself. So, you know, here, you know, everybody has something on their mind all the time. It's like the minister that I, um, I heard say this one time that he was dealing with one lady and, you know, she was having all kinds of problems in her mind and, and the Lord dealt with him as he's ministering to her. Lord, how do I help her? Uh, he, he gave this verse uh, from Joshua 1, that this book of law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate therein day and night. And she just spoke up and said, you can't do that. You can't just think on the Bible all the time. And he said, at first he didn't know what to say. So he said, Lord, help me to help this lady. And he said, Lord, and so the Lord gave him the answer and said, he said, dear, it's not a matter of you not being able to do that. You're already thinking on something all the time. And it's obvious by the condition of your mind that, he didn't say all this but to her, but it was obvious by the condition of her mind that she had been thinking on the wrong thing. So she just said, it's not a matter, you know, you're always thinking something. But, you know, your mind is a lot like, your mind actually is a lot like your mouth. What if you don't want something to get down in you? Just say it's some food. Just say if you, who's ever had some spoiled milk or you, you smelled it? Have you ever just taken a glass up? You know, usually you'll smell it before it hits the glass. But what if you poured this glass with milk and it's spoiled and you just got it in your mouth? Do you, yeah, do you have a choice at that moment? Or, or do you just say, well, I already have it in here. I might as well just go and drink it. No. You have an opportunity. Well, your mind's a lot like a mouth, your mouth. What if you don't want food to get in you? Then what do you do? You don't chew on it. So what happens is you chew on something, you meditate on it. Then what's going to happen? You're going to swallow it. It's going to get on the inside of you. And so... If you don't want something to get on the inside of you, don't think it. And what does the devil tell us? He tells people, you can't help from thinking that. But you choose what you think about. I, like a, I heard a minister say this many years ago, and it, it helped me immeasurably. And maybe you, you want to say it with me. Say this, my mind, my mind. is my mind. my mind. I choose to think on what I want to. And I don't have to think what I don't want to think. So you just turn the channel. It's like you turn the channel on the TV. Nope, I'm not going to think that. Nope, I cast that down. And then you, do, you replace it with the Word of God. So to be successful in prayer, just like he gives the instructions to Joshua, God's Word has to be first place. And I can't stress this enough. I like what Brother Hagin always said. 
heard him through the years say, find scriptures that cover what you're praying about, that cover your need. Why? Because what do most people do? They just pray and, and they, they determine the will of God by something happening out here. That if they think God answered the prayer, then it was the will of God. But where do I, go, where do I find the will of God? In the Word of God. So that means that before I ever pray, then I need to find the Word and, and what does it tell me God's will is. So as we feed on God's Word, then we'll be prepared in every circumstance. Then we can, as we talked last week about dealing with the enemy, then we'll be able to use the Word against the enemy when he tries to make us doubt God and rob us of what we want. I think it's so important because we shared this last week. What did Jesus use against the devil? It is written. What if you don't know it's written? You can't say it. You have nothing that you have in your arsenal to, to use against the enemy. And so search the scriptures. I, I like what the Bible tells us. It talked about the, the Bereans. They said they were more noble than those in Thessalonica, somewhere around Acts 17, and said um, they searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. See, you shouldn't even, as I'm preaching the Word, you shouldn't just accept anything unless it can be proven by the Word. Amen. I mean, I like it even if, if, I, if I don't know something, then I, I probably have a few Scriptorians that can help me out. Amen. I, I misquoted something one time, and I knew it was the wrong place, and I had some help from the second row. So, hey, I, I don't mind having that. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the thing that we have to, to realize when it comes to prayer is God's Word is His will. The Word of God reveals the will of God. And so, one of the things that John 15, 7 tells us and promises if we abide in him and his words abide in us, we shall ask what we will. It shall be done. And so people say, well, what if I'm asking something that's not the will of God? Well, if you're abiding in the word constantly, then you're not going to ask something that's not the will of God. <clears throat> Amen. And so that would... Um, that would actually eliminate a lot of people's prayers right there. It's like the one person came to a minister and said he wanted him to pray. So you need to ask people what they want to pray about before they, you start attaching the name of Jesus to it. And um, this one person wanted to pray that he could get so-and-so's wife. Well, he was a married man, and that was a married. It's like, I can't agree with you on that. Agree that you get saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. So many people, though, they try to pray beyond their faith. What does Romans 10, 17, once again, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, a lot of times this applies also to the Lord speaking to your heart. Because a lot of people, what they try to do is just apply faith principles without having God's word on it. Well, I'm just going to believe that this happens. I'm, I'm just going to believe that it ha I'm just going to believe that they're going to do that. 
Based on what? You know, it's just like people, you know, people say, um, you know, I claim so-and-so for my spouse. I I claim them. And then you ask, um, well, have you ever met them? No. It's like uh, Pastor Rodney said, they may look um, nice from afar away, but they're far from nice when they get close. (laughs) That's right. So, you know, people try to claim things. Well, I'm just, I believe that they're going to do that for me. I believe this is going to happen. Based on what? Well, I believe I'm going to do this. Well, did the Lord speak to you? You know, you can, if the Lord speaks to you, you can have faith in that word as well. Just like it's the written word. But, but get this, I don't pray to find the will of God. Unless we're talking specifics like, like Maui, go to Hawaii and minister. Or we want you to stay here, but, um, but go do this. Preach, live here. Take this job. Take this career. Um, go into the ministry. All those are specifics that are not listed per se in the Bible. You know, I've never seen my, my full name in the Bible, but I've found myself in the Bible. Just like we see Jesus found himself in the Scriptures. John the Baptist found himself in the Scriptures. Don't you think it'd be good if we found ourselves in the Scriptures? If your ministry is not in the Bible, it may not be a real ministry. And so we want to find our place in the Word of God. But, but when it comes to the will of God, I don't, the, what we would call the general will of God, I don't pray to find it. You know, I don't get down and say, Lord, is it your will to heal me? And the Lord say, no, not this time. No. When it comes to specifics like that, I, if, if I'm going to pray about it, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to the Scriptures. So I, what I have to do is I pray already knowing the will of God. We don't guess what the will of God is when it concerns redemption. Why? Because we already know God's will. But what do people do? They base it on the circumstances. So begin to know God's will first. But isn't it funny, though, how people... Um, They'll take one or two areas, but the other areas, they just kind of fill in the blanks. You know, kind of like, like it's an open book test, and, you know, we don't know what God's going to do here. But, you know, there are groups that don't believe that it's God's will that every be, everyone be saved. They believe in predestination and things like that. But why do people not really, on the major scale, why do they not doubt it? Because it's been preached. God's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When that word comes in, what happens? Then there comes the light. Like, like someone said, when the word of God comes, riding piggyback is something called faith. Like a horse and a rider. That, that pretend like the horse is going down and, and that's the word. When that, when that word comes, then comes a heavenly substance called faith 
that allows you to believe that word. Hallelujah. But I believe that in the church, there's such a famine of the word of God. So what do we tell people? This is one reason why we have the chapter that we read the, the chapter. Who's enjoying, who's been reading? We're in Mark right now. Seven, eight, Mark nine, I believe today. Oh, tomorrow. Okay. Oh yeah. Six, seven, eight. You're right. So, um, but I tell you what, it's so, it's so refreshing to read because a lot of, a lot of people would say, you know, Jesus, he's not like that. And then you read the Bible and you really realize how Jesus was. Well, you know, Jesus, meek and mild, he would never talk to people like that. Pastor Will, you're just rough with people. And not that people have ever told me that, but, you know, a couple times. <clears throat> but, but, you know, look at Jesus. I mean, when you look at it, Jesus begins his conversation. Hypocrites. That's his first words. <laughs> Hypocrites, well did Isaiah speak to you when he said, seeing you shall see and not see, and hearing you not hear. He was talking about, you know, you observe all this and this, and, and then, you know, Jesus was ruthless with religious people, but he loved sinners. Hallelujah. So I tell people, put yourself on a strong, healthy diet of the word of God. The Bible tells us over in 1 Timothy 4 that we should be nourished up, verse 8, in the words of faith and of good doctrine. What does good preaching, and uh, whether it's me or anybody that you like listen to, what's good preaching going to do? It's going to build you up. It's going to nourish you. It's going to cause some, a, uh, something to come on the inside of you. Amen. Something that's going to build you up. If it just tears you down, that's not the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn over to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. And so, why is this so important? Because we want to get answers to our prayers. And we don't want to be wishy-washy and just think for 10 years, well, maybe it just wasn't the will of God that I had that. Because what, what might happen is, it's like I heard um, a minister say this one time. He said, a lot of people, they're already in their mind, they're in their new home and got the, the furniture in there, but they never determined whether it was the will of God that that was the house they should have. So how many know it's, it's important first to find out we always say this, spend a lot of time on the preparation phase. Spend a lot of time on the beginning. It's like the Bible talks about, um, in the book of Ecclesiastes, talking about if you, um, when you're swinging an axe, if, you, if, it's, uh, if it's blunt and it's not sharp, you have to you know, exert a lot more. And it talks about, and then it goes on talking about wisdom is profitable to direct. So what does that mean? That means that it's more important you spend that time sharpening that blade. 
lot of people just want to go out in the woods and start hitting trees. <laughs> I mean, nowadays, I'm sure, I mean, they got, it's more advanced, but I mean, I've, I've never tried to really chop a tree down. I've been out in the woods when we cut a tree up, and that was probably one of the worst days of growing up. Because <laughs> you're out there wearing, you know, you have to wear jeans out there, and it's hot, and it's Alabama heat, 90-something degrees, and you're out there picking up firewood. But here's, here's what he says. He says, you know, he likens it to wisdom. So what does wisdom do? Wisdom says, I'm going to spend more time on the beginning phase. I'm going to spend more time sharpening that blade. I'm going to spend more time praying about it, praying in the Spirit, making sure it's the will of God. <clears throat> so what happens is that guy, he sharpens a blade. Maybe he's, maybe he's, you know, we're talking like maybe old school. He's filing that thing. That guy's out there hitting bark and, and not getting far. Well, he goes out there, and he's praying in the Spirit, and he's getting that thing sharp. He goes out there, boom, boom, boom. He fells that tree. He goes back, and then he takes a nap. And that guy's still out there. See, that's the way wisdom is. So spend more time on, on knowing what the Scriptures say. That way, when you pray, then you're not trying to get in faith. You're not trying to see, is it really God's will? No, you already established it. No, that's God's will. Hallelujah. So number three, ask God for the things you want. Ask for the things you want. Uh, Matthew 7. I know this is really deep tonight. How many, how many know we need simple and simplicity? because I know I want to get answers to my prayers. Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks, it shall be opened. It shall be. If you look back in um, chapter 6, in verse 8, he says this. Be not therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask Him. What is He talking about? Don't be like the, the heathen that just use vain repetitions. Why? They, they think they're going to be heard for, the, for talking so much. Be don't, or, sorry, <laughs> be, be not like unto them, for your Father knows what things you have need of. So God already knows what we have need of. But what are we still supposed to do? We are still supposed to ask. Well, God knows what I need. And so they think he's just kind of like your, your dad that's in, you know. And, and, or some people, you know, think that, that they'll just be, you know, act pitiful. Well, that may have worked with grandma, but it doesn't work with God. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to ask him for our needs to be met. Even though he already knows, he wants us to ask him for, for his help. And so here's what a lot of people do, though. Especially um, 
especially what we, I'd say word people. Everyone should be word people, but some people are lesser word and some are more word. But What do a lot of word people do? They just say, okay. They'll say, oh, okay, Rama, hey, um, just agree with me on this. And, and what do they say? Okay, I agree. And never practice what that verse said. Notice the Bible doesn't say that agreement is just mental assent. A lot of people just mentally assent to the fact that, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you that. So what are they saying? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea to me, you know. Um, okay, yeah, I agree with you. But they never practice it. Why? Because if you are going to agree with someone, you are going to have to ask. You're going to have to ask. And I'll show you that real quick in Matthew 18. Eighteen, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask. So if you never ask, then you're never getting to the place where you can agree. So then you have to you just ask, and it says it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So if we want to obey this verse, what do we have to do? We have to ask. So I'm going to have the will of, I'm going to be specific about my need. I'm going to find the scriptures that, that promise that healing is for me. And not just one or two. I'm going to have a, a myriad of, of scriptures. Then I'm going to say, Lord, this is your will. I know that your will is promised in your word. Your word is true. Lord, you watch. And see, this is why this is so important. Jeremiah 1.12, that he will hasten his word to perform it. What is God going to make good in your word, in your life? Is his word. So that's why you remind him of his word and you tell him what his word says. Then you say, Father, I thank you that it belongs to me. I ask for healing right now. And if you, you, you can even lay hands on people as a point of contact, but you just, you can just say, Lord, I thank you for healing. It belongs to me. So then what do I do? Number four, I believe that I receive. Believe that you receive. <clears throat> Look over in Mark chapter 11. Mark 11 Verse 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. For truly I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, what do you do? So, whether it's healing, whether it's uh, finances, once you ask God for the things you want, then you're supposed to, what, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe that you receive and you shall have. That word literally means 
Believe that you take it. So at some point, I got to quit just begging God and I have to believe that I receive it. I have to believe that I take it. So what do I do? I, 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 with the hand of faith, I reach out with my spirit. See, the Bible tells us that for with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. For with the heart, man believes under righteousness and with the mouth confession. So I don't, I don't believe God with my mind. I believe with my heart. So with my spirit, man, I grab hold of it. With, with, with my spirit, I reach up and I grab it. That's why we sing that song, the glory is here. And we say, I reach up and receive and say it's mine. I have it now. So you had to, at that point, you believe that you receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to turn over to uh, Romans 10. We'll finish here. Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How, shall, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? I heard a minister do this, and I think it's, it's pretty powerful. Look at read, reading that backwards. Without a preacher, how shall they hear? If, if they don't hear, how shall they believe? And if they believe, how shall they call? And if they don't call, how shall they be saved? And so, getting these things in your, in your consciousness, I want you to, even this week, just take... And write a list of, of things you're believing God for. Take a list. And, and don't, don't just think small either. Think largely. The River Church is thinking largely right now. Amen. And so write a list. And then whatever that is, start to take scriptures. And, and, and write a list. You know, and of course, nowadays you can just... You can just Google anything. You can Google in scriptures and anything. And so find the scriptures that promise what you need. If you need to, write it on a three-by-five card or just type it out or, or print it out. Why? Because what you want to do is get all those scriptures firmly placed within you. Why? Because when you pray, just say the prayer of faith. What is the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith is praying for needs that you have concerning your own life. And so it's, it's not a prayer that you say, if it be thy will. It's a prayer that, that's based upon definite request upon what God has already promised 
because of what Christ has done for us. So what do you do? You have to get those scriptures firmly planted. Why? Because you get them so planted in, in you, no devil of hell is going to get them out of you. And um, I like the story that I heard that Brother Hagin said when his little, his kids were real little, that um, his daughter had this one little growth. And um, when they would come around and, you know, examine the children in, in school, they said, uh, you know, what are we going to tell the, the school nurse? And um, anyway, he said he had a little bit of time because it wasn't critical. He said, I knew all the healing scriptures. But he said, I, I wanted to make sure I took time to meditate on them. And so he, he did. He said, he, uh, he was preaching. Then he, he listened to this one news program at like 10 to 10, 15. Then he said he read the scriptures for an hour. Then he meditated for an hour. Then he said, I'm going I'm to go to bed for an hour. And then I'm going to wake up. And, and like he always said, he said he, all through his life, he never had an alarm clock. He said, you said it in your soul. He said, anything you have to depend upon in life like that is a crutch to your faith. And um, I mean, by all means, if you don't miss work, by, you know, wait and try that on a weekend, you know, if you want to put that into practice. Well, why are you late today? Well, you know, I was just um, being led by the Spirit, and um, I told my spirit man to wake me up, and he didn't wake me up. Um, and, you know, you, you don't tell them people that. <laughs> but he said that um, he had a little bit of time, so he meditated upon the word. And after two nights of that, he wrote a letter, and he said, Pat asked what answer to give. You tell her that daddy said that you are healed, and I know it just like I know two plus two is four. And so he was writing to his wife every day. And so anyway, it came time, and, and she said, Pat, we got a letter from, um, from dad today. And um, she comes in and just, you know, a little, little girl and says, dad said that um, that that I know that Pat's healed just like I know two plus two is four. Said that she just sat there for a minute. Well, if daddy said it's so, then it's so. Just went out and started playing again and was healed. Amen. Now, he could have just done that and just prayed and, and, and believed that he received, but he took the time to build that into his inner consciousness. Amen. And so the more that you do that, what will happen is you'll be like James said. You won't be a tossed to and fro. Uh, you won't be like, well, he loves me. He loves me not. God cares for me. He doesn't care for me. Um, I'm fighting the good fight of faith. Now I'm yielding to unbelief. No, you will not be duo. You'll be stable in all your ways. Why? Because otherwise, don't even think you'll receive anything of the Lord. Amen. And so we're going to, um, we'll continue next week on 5, 6, and 7, and um, hallelujah. Who's got some things that they're believing God for? Amen. Don't, don't hold back. Amen. And don't, don't think, well, you know, you know, sometimes people think, well, you know, 
my spouse, well, you know, your spouse is, is not your uh, source either. So, you know, I might have things on my list that, you know, my wife's not the source. I'm not her source. God's our source. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand to your feet tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, for your word tonight. And Lord, how precious your word is. Lord, that you said that we should attend to your word. Lord, as we incline our ear to your sayings, we let it not depart from our eyes. We keep it in the midst of our heart for its life and health and medicine to all our flesh. Thank you tonight, even as we partake of the word. Lord, it brings healing to, to our flesh. It brings healing in every part of our life. And it brings clarity. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you that there's answers in your word tonight. And Father, even as we pursue you, Lord, and, and follow after you, we thank you that, Lord, nothing is impossible. Thank you. Nothing is impossible with you. All things are possible to him that believes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Father. We magnify you. Father, I just thank you for your people tonight. Lord, thank you for touching them in their body, in their mind, Lord, even if they're weary. Lord, I thank you for refreshing tonight, for a quickening by the Holy Ghost. And we th thank you, Father, that you lead us all the days of our life. We magnify you. We worship you. Thank you for the rest of this week, Lord. It should be supernatural. Thank you, Lord, for testimonies this weekend of your faithfulness and all that you've done. And we give you glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.